Welcome to Five Things About. I'm Chris Hatzis. Five Things About is for you and your inner curious cat. The part of you that just loves to know what others know about inventions, ideas, people and places. Today we look at five things about the cultural impact of comics. In this episode, Matt Atkins of Academic Services at the University of Melbourne speaks to PhD candidate Richard Young about war comics. These comics have changed greatly during America's foray into wars. From bombastic patriotism in Captain America during World War II to critiquing conscription in the Vietnam era, both official comics and their underground counterparts have been an integral part of American identity and the way the country understands its relationship to war. To most listeners, comic books and war seem like two unrelated topics. What's the connection between these two concepts and why is it important? Yeah, so there's a long historical connection between comic books and war. Uh, many of the superheroes that are still famous today um, that we see on television and film were invented just before or during World War II to promote U.S. entry into the war. And when the U.S. did enter the war, they helped to promote things like enlistment, buying war bonds and writing letters to soldiers. So a, a few examples there are Captain America, Wonder Woman and Batman. Captain America, for example, was developed by two Jewish-American comic creators in early 1941 to encourage U.S. entry into World War II. On the front cover of the very first issue, Captain America is drawn, punching Adolf Hitler in the face. Um, So it's a fairly evocative representation of, of the war. Comics are also really important, too, because they are one of the most popular forms of entertainment for soldiers overseas. So even soldiers who were illiterate were able to read these because they're mainly based on picture form and and narrative. Both comic books and comic strips were read enormously during um, the mid-20th century. And they're a fundamental part of American culture. And we know that children and teenagers often bought one or two comic books and then they swapped them with their friends. So the actual sales numbers were actually not as high as the actual level of readership that we, we know. Interesting, though, I guess it's not until the last 30 years or so that academics have really started to pay attention to these. They often saw them as this kind of lowbrow form of culture that really didn't have any historical or cultural significance. And and that's really changed over the last few decades. The Vietnam War was a period of cultural upheaval. What role did comic books play in this cultural shift? Comic books played a major role in the counterculture movement uh, during the 1960s and 1970s. Early in the 1960s, we have the emergence of the underground comics movement, so that's comics with an X to differentiate themselves from the kind of mainstream comics. They were distributed across university campuses and kind of main hippie areas. They were radical, anti-establishment, anti-war, and they rejected all forms of kind of government and adult authority. They really rejected the kind of conformist nature of of American culture during this period. They believed that American culture would force people to live in the same houses, do the same jobs. One really good example of this is a satirical comic called Jesus Meets the Armed Services. It's uh, published by an art historian under the pseudonym Fulbert Sturgeon because he was afraid of losing his job. He was working in a a Texas university. It's a story about how he was confronted by the, the military draft board. He's picked up on the side of the road because he looks like a hippie um, and he doesn't have a, a draft card on him, which was compulsory at the time. So the, the, the draft board pick him up, arrest him and then send him to the draft enlistment board. 
he eventually tries to claim conscientious objection because he says he's the son of God and, and they essentially bully him into enlisting in the army. And it's not until they try and cut his hair that he really gets a bit angry and turns them into gorillas because they've got such an obsession with short hair. So comics played a really major role within the movement. They both reflected and affected um, cultural shifts during this period. And they had a big influence on mainstream comic books too. Um, mainstream comic books were censored during the period in, in the US. They still non nonetheless integrated some of these social issues, such as racial discrimination and, and conformity and things like that. They really kind of embraced it in a much more subtle way. How did the period affect the representation of war in comic books? A really good example of this is a comic called Blazing Combat, and it was a typical kind of war comic that was published in the middle 1960s. They included a story about the Vietnam War from a Vietnamese farmer's perspective, which was relatively uncommon. Most war narratives were told from an American perspective. The American Legion, which is was and, and still is one of the most influential lobby groups in, in the United States, was very critical of this comic. And the creator of the comic has claimed that the American Legion disrupted its distribution and essentially forced the comic to cease publication. The war also affected comic book representations of, of masculinity. So before the Vietnam War, comic books had a very stereotypical representation of, of American soldiers. They were uh, hyper-masculine alpha males. They, they ran in and shot everyone and, and asked questions later. They never got hurt. And they always did this quite individually. They ran in and attacked everyone and saved the day. A really good example of this is, is Sergeant Brock. He's the most popular war comic book character in the United States. And before the war, he really embraced or embodied this stereotype. The war also coincided with a massive decline in, in war comic sales. War was quite a taboo subject. To try to tackle this, Rock's persona was, was uh, dramatically changed. Uh, so he went from this kind of gung-ho soldier to being a stuttering, morally conscious figure who questioned the morality of war. In issue 233, there was a story called Headcats, and it included a figure called Johnny Doe, who was willing to kill civilians in order to win the war. It's a very trigger-happy, stereotypical figure. Rock eventually is forced to shoot him in order to stop him killing some civilians with a grenade. And the comic, at the end of it, Rock confronted the reader and asked, was Johnny Doe a murderer or a hero? And so the comic kind of ended with this real moral question about why and when was it okay to go to war and kill people. So within a really short space of time, this representation of American soldiers shifted dramatically. Richie, what got you interested in comic books? Did you read a lot of comic books when you were younger? Uh, actually, surprisingly enough, not really. Um, I, I grew up in Ireland where there weren't many different kind of American comic books. There were a few British comic books available, but um, it wasn't really a kind of massive element of my, my childhood. I think I got into this by watching the film Watchmen several years ago. I, I thought it was a very interesting representation of the way war was portrayed and, and the way they used superheroes to try and remember the war differently. I've decided to do my honours thesis on this topic um, and look at the rise of comic books in the 1960s and 1970s. And, and my research has kind of evolved from that since into a PhD. Richie, how can we see the influence of these comics in the years after the Vietnam War? So after the Vietnam War, there was a, a bit of a decline in, in the publication of war comic books immediately after in the 1970s. Um, but by the late 1980s, there is a revival of these comic books. And, and many of these new comics deal with the Vietnam War. One of these was uh, Marvel's The Nam, which was published from 1986 to 1993. 
the key reasons that readers cited for supporting and enjoying the NAM was because the comic was written by a Vietnam veteran. Comics such as the NAM also helped um, to shape the way Americans remembered the war. The war was a very divisive period in American society. And whatever side of politics you were on typically defined how you understood the Vietnam War. Typically, conservative right-wing groups promoted a a stab-in-the-back narrative of the war, which blamed government intervention, um, liberal media, and and the anti-war movement for preventing soldiers from fighting the war. So they suggested that these groups forced the soldiers to fight with one hand tied behind their back. These uh, comics became heavily involved in these kind of contentious political debates, um, The letters to the editor section, which was a common part of these comics, was regularly filled with angry letters by readers and angry responses from the comic creators discussing the validity of the representation. What do comic books dealing with the Vietnam War tell us about America today? The influence of comic books are evident in America today. Not least, they were heavily influential in shaping a public distrust in government institutions. So regardless of whether these Vietnam War comic books were on the left or the right, or even in the middle, they always stressed the role that the government played in forcing Vietnam veterans to go to war and affecting their experience coming home. So this was a common theme in the majority of representations of the Vietnam War during the post-war period. It gave rise to a variety of anti-establishment groups that were founded on a rejection of government authority. The sentiment is very strong in in American political landscape today. It's played a role in the rise of populism in the US that helped both Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders gain political support during the 2016 presidential election. Have comic books dealt with wars in following decades? Yes, definitely. In the Persian Gulf War that that began in the early 1990s, war comics aren't as popular as as they used to be in the United States, but comic books in general have dealt a lot with the ideas of war and conflict. So the representation of 9-11 and the subsequent wars in Iraq and Afghanistan have been heavily criticised by more progressive comic book creators. In particular, Captain America was portrayed as as criticising the Islamophobia that 9-11 perpetuated, and he criticised the war in Iraq in the early 2000s. And the representation of the Vietnam War also hasn't stopped since then. One comic published in 2006 called The Other Side told the story of the Vietnam War through both the Vietnamese and American perspective. So there's been an increased representation about the Vietnamese point of view of the war, Uh, And there's also been quite a few representations of the experience of Vietnamese migrants who fled from Vietnam to the United States. So comic books have diversified their representation of the Vietnam War more recently. You mentioned Batman and some other superheroes that are popular today in films and comics. Why have they maintained this level of popularity? I think there are a number of reasons for this. Firstly, superheroes are very much an American idea and cultural identity. So even when television and other forms of media have threatened their sales and their, their popularity, the characters and the ideas still remain very popular and, and influential in American society. Most popular superhero comics were also created on the back of a very tumultuous period, such as World War II, the Korean War, and, and the Vietnam Wars. And I think the popularity of these comics today reflects the level of political and social uncertainty that many people feel in America and across the world today. So I think that's one of the reasons that they have resonated. 
more generally in terms of the ownership of comic books. Since the early 1990s, comic books have been taken over by large corporation groups such as Warner Brothers. As a result, these groups have tried to kind of connect the media of comic books with other forms of popular culture such as film and television. They've used these characters within another format in order to maintain their popularity and, and their cultural influence. Richie, I've never considered comic books this deeply before, so thank you for your time. Thank you. That was five things about the cultural impact of comics. This podcast was made possible by the University of Melbourne. This episode was recorded on the 23rd of June, 2017. Audio engineering by Arch Cuthbertson. Editing by Arch Cuthbertson and Claudia Hooper. Produced by Claudia Hooper. Five Things About is a University of Melbourne training program created by Dr. Andy Horvath. Still curious? Check out our other Five Things About episodes or nip over to our big sister podcasts, eavesdrop on experts or up close at pursuit.unimelb.edu.au. I'm Chris Hatzis. Join us again next time for another Five Things About.